Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your host, Tim and Julie Harris. <laughs> Julie, are you okay? I am. We're good. <laughs> I know. You're having some hardware issues, I realize. Oh, it's frustrating, um, but yes, we're good. Uh, yes, of course. So, well, that's what happens when we basically build a technology platform that was designed to broadcast daily to 5,000 people, and in 12 months it grows to 100,000 people. Mm-hmm. We have, will have occasional problems. It is what it is. So, yes. uh, Julie... I have Mm -hmm. to say, we had, well, first of all, listeners, we're going to be picking up where we left off the other day on the radio topic, which a lot of you have given us great feedback on. Ten things most agents insist on learning the hard way. So we've been going down the list, and these ideas that we're uh, presenting to you are designed to create a lot of ahas. In other words, aha, yes, that did happen to me, and I did have to learn that lesson the hard way. But as we were talking about on the first part of this radio show uh, the other day, one of the big lessons that it took yours truly a long time to learn is a smart man learns from his mistakes. Everyone knows that. But a brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. So today's radio show... um, is part two of that topic of the things that most agents choose to learn the hard way. You should be listening to these points and uh, opposed to waiting around, waiting for these bad things to happen to you, waiting uh, waiting around for these headwinds to hit you. Why don't you take action now and put in uh, place systems um, and actions and thoughts and mindset things and all the rest of it that we help you with on this radio show as part of our coaching program so that you don't have to suffer the same fate as others do when they are not willing to learn from the mistakes of others. So before we get to that, Julie, um, I think we're on point five. Mm -hmm. Before we get to that, I received a a number of really interesting emails about an interview we did a a little while ago with Rob Johnson. And Rob is, and you guys haven't listened to this interview, make sure you go listen to it. It's uh, Rob Johnson. It's realestatecoachingradio.com if you want to go to the main radio site. Always published and also published on Inman. So you guys can go and listen to it any time. So the takeaway from the interview that I think a lot of people are being inspired by, agents are being inspired by, is the concept that they can start focusing on the most expensive, highest-end real estate in their marketplace, whereas before I think they, for whatever reason, were thinking that they weren't qualified, weren't worthy, weren't good enough, I mean, whatever you know, choice words you want to apply to yourself for not going after the highest at the high end. And I think after that radio show, at least based on the emails I got, a lot of them were feeling that we sort of lifted the veil and really exposed the fact that oftentimes in your marketplace is the highest of the high-end real estate. It's actually the easiest type of business to go after, not the hardest. So, Julie, doesn't that sound like massively counterintuitive? Completely counterintuitive, and I think a lot of agents use that as an excuse that it must be harder, must be more competitive, all that kind of stuff is is their reason or their excuse for not going into the higher end when, in fact, it's not what you think. There is less competition. There is actually less skill. It's more relationship-oriented, and those are all things that you can learn and implement, and the agent that has both the relationship and the skill always wins. So, in fact, your scripts, your pre-listing package, your presentation, all of that actually matters more in the high end. 
So I think it's an interesting thing for agents to look at. And I have found that an easy first step is to start previewing the in the price range that starts making you uncomfortable. So maybe your average sale price is 280. And as soon as you hit about 400, you start to get a little uncomfortable, maybe a little less familiar with the product. Maybe you're used to half million dollar sales. That's standard for your market. And as soon as you're up higher than that, you start to not know, you know, quite as confidently what you're doing. So a great first step is to take a weekend and just preview the daylights out of whatever's intimidating you, including any new construction that might be around. Maybe it's high-rise buildings that gets into that price range and that's not your thing. You know, fear of the unknown will keep you from taking action. So remember that knowledge equals confidence, ignorance equals fear. Fear does not make you money. Does that make sense? What if, yeah. Well, one of the practical things, and Julie just touched on it, that we did is we started out selling in an area of Columbus, Ohio called, well, Columbus, Ohio, Clintonville, Worthington, where the average sale price was pretty much what the average sale price was for the country. Still is, by the way, you know, more than Normal 20 years stuff. later. Yeah, 180 to 225. I mean, that's 1,000. That's where we started out. And then, well, we then realized what we were just passing along to you was true, that going after the more expensive real estate, how did we learn this? We picked up a couple of reload buyers. Then those reload buyers basically, you know, wanted to see some of the most expensive stuff in town. And in Columbus, that was, say, well, at least in our market, it was probably, or at least when we sold real estate, I should have said, maybe the highest end was around $2.5 million, somewhere in there. Most of the high-end stuff could be had for less than $2 million. I know a lot of you guys in California are thinking, oh, my God, that's a starter house. Or in New York, you're saying, that gets me about 500 square foot. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, I understand. But remember, this is 20 years ago, and this is Central Ohio. So in the Midwest. Perspective. Yeah. But what we experienced when we were previewing and showing those houses to these reload buyers was that the listing agents, for the most part, were absolutely positively less skilled than the agents that we had to compete with on a regular basis for our little average you know, $200,000 sale price homes. The agents that sell the $200,000 houses, for the most part, were way more aggressive, way more skilled, way more savvy, way more on the cutting edge. Um, and yeah, you had to you had to have really, really sharpened tools to be competitive in that marketplace, as a lot of you guys know. Now, when you went to the upper end, what did we discover? That the agents, because of the fact that they get fat commission checks, they oftentimes don't take the time to actually master any skills, don't have presentations, to Julie's point, don't have anything, really. Um, and they get most of their business from usually not very tightly tied down social contacts. Um, I remember one gal that we used to compete with when we, so what Julie and I did is we said, well, we want to, just to finish my story, we want to migrate to this other area of town called New Albany, Ohio. And New Albany was about 30, 35 minutes from our original market, you know, depending on traffic. And the average sale price there when we migrated out there was close to a million dollars, right? So we already had this crazy work ethic of selling hundreds of houses per year. Why not apply it in an area where the average sale price was higher? So that's exactly what we did. And now, we did have a massive level of insecurity. We knew nobody in the market. We barely knew the agents. We didn't know the product. We didn't know anything. So what we started doing is every weekend, we would drive out there, park our car, and we'd walk. And we walked the neighborhoods. We walked um, you know, around this area called New Albany Country Club. We'd walk the walking trail. We got to really become comfortable with all the things in the neighborhood and the people we you know on the walking trail we'd say hi they didn't know where the heck we lived you know whether we were from there or not 
And then that became something that was no longer foreign to us. And we realized that, hey, guess what? These are just normal people like us, for the most part, that have had multiple real estate transactions that have led and led to them being able to have the equity or the cash to you know purchase a house in this uh, price range. Or in many cases, or as folks had moved from, say, New York or California, where the uh, properties have appreciated quickly, and so they could come to New Albany and buy these big mansions, you know. So all these, that was the kind of things that we discovered, and then ultimately, the conclusion we came to, and I want all of you guys to listen to the Rob Johnson interview so you can um, benefit from the same conclusion yourself, was the only thing holding us back from going to that market and becoming dominant listing agents was our mindset. What we actually thought, nothing was standing in our way. Nothing was keeping us, uh, preventing us from going up market. And guess what? That's what we did. We moved, eventually moved to New Albany, bought this really beautiful house, uh, lived in the country club, and uh, we, for a while, became the most dominant agents in there. There was, just because the momentum that we'd build over, like, basically a half year, as the year turned, we had all these listings, we had all these reload buyers, and uh, it was, honestly, guys, straight up truth, it was easier than I thought by a significant margin because of the fact that the competitors, the agents we were competing with, were mostly complacent, unlike 30 minutes away in, say, Clintonville, Ohio, where, frankly, I think some of the best agents in the country uh, sell there. Very, very skilled, ethical, honest, hardworking, you know, tough-to-beat type agents. Keep that in mind. Don't allow your own mindset about what you are uh, capable of to be your limiting factor. Because your real estate license, guess what, guys? It'll work to transact a $5,000 mobile home or a $50 million, you know, luxury uh, property in Beverly Hills. Same license does the same thing. So at least open your mind up to the possibility that wherever that upper end market is for you. And by the way, I realize that a lot of you are in said market now, but even in said market, there are markets and price ranges above where you are. Like Rob's average sale price was around $3 million. Now, average sale price for Rob, uh, around $3 million. He also does uh, you know, listings in the 10 to $15 million range. Well, even above that, okay, in Greenwich, Connecticut, where he sells real estate, there was another echelon of homes where there were in the tens of millions, these massive sort of legacy estates. And so he's now, obviously, considering moving up market, and he and I are making plans on how he can actually transcend where he is and go to the next level. That's the type of thing that keeps you interested. So if you find yourself, you know, being limited by your market, being limited by, um, you know, just the natural, normal constraints of selling in your particular area, uh, price range is limiting your income, competition is limiting transaction volume, you know, all the normal market constraints that affect any kind of business, and you have nearby a market uh, or sale price area that would be two, three, four, five times what you're selling now, I cannot think of a single reason why you wouldn't migrate that direction. You will have to upgrade everything. You'll have to probably upgrade your clothes, your presentations, your car probably even. That's all okay. It's worth doing. It's fun. Good motivation. Well, doesn't the very thought of taking on that challenge and having that be a 12-month goal to have, say, five listings in said market in the next 12 months, doesn't that kind of excite you? And won't that excitement automatically translate to other aspects of your life? So, guys, just keep all these things in mind. Um, And remember, if you ever need any help at all, and Julie, get ready for point number five, I believe. If you ever need any help at all, obviously, guys, request a free coaching call. A free coaching call is for agents.com, free coaching calls for agents.com. Anything we can ever do to help you um, move forward in your business, 
then guess what? We're going to do it. So free coaching calls for agents.com. And Jules, are we on point five? We are on point four, actually. So for four. all of our okay. friends who are keeping track, uh, point four. And again, our topic, and, and really this is enforced by everything we've been talking about moving upper end. It all especially applies to that. But again, our topic is 10 things most agents insist on learning the hard way. And we're up to point number four. Most agents learn the hard way by waiting to learn scripts until you finally need them instead of before you need them. So the mistake is waiting until it's obvious that you know no scripts. The woulda, coulda, shoulda thoughts that lead to finally learning your scripts in an act of desperation, which also is not particularly a comfortable situation to put yourself in, just note to self. So what's the solution? Starting today, learn, internalize, and personalize scripts for the following areas. Lead follow-up, pre-qualifying, presenting, negotiating, and closing, which incidentally are all the categories that make you money in real estate. So yes, there are specific lead follow-up scripts. It's, you know, there's a big difference between, hey, how's it going? Just checking on you, seeing how things are, versus calling with a lead follow-up message of value and a call to action. Hey, Tim, I just wanted to reconnect with you today. Last time I talked with you, you're looking for a three-bedroom, two-bath in Clintonville. I found three of those that meet your criteria and are in your price range. I cannot wait to show these to you. Call me back today to schedule or I've got 3 o'clock available, or 10 a.m. on Saturday morning, which is best for you. There are scripts that are more effective in making you money versus the winging it that most agents do to, that causes them to learn the hard way. Okay, So the solution, learn, internalize, and personalize the key scripts. Uh, a lot Joey, of you guys Joey, are starting... Ho- Go ahead. Let's hover there, okay? Sure. Um, are there certain things in your real estate business, certain types of conversations, Julia just rattled off a lot of great examples, or certain situations, just the very thought of having to talk with a seller, say, for example, about lowering your price, the very thought of having to ask, say, a bunch of really tough pre-qualifying questions of a potential listing lead for fear that you're going to ask a question that might make it so that they don't become a listing lead for you after all. Is it the, you know, those types of questions, when you guys were to actually be honest with yourself about the things that are causing anxiety within you, they're all from the lack of a consistent uh, script. And, and again, scripts, oh my God, I don't use scripts. I hear that all the friggin' time. You do use scripts. Chances are they suck. Or chances are they could be <laughs> a lot better. They're your made-up scripts. They're your made-up scripts. Or they're the scripts, or a lot of you. Here's the ego answer. Well, I don't use scripts. Whatever comes to my mind seems to be brilliant. I'm like Picasso with a paintbrush. Well, guess what? Picasso took years and years and years of practice to get as good as he was, if you consider Picasso good, that is, of course. <laughs> but the point of it is, ultimately, a script is something that is a conversation outline. Uh, we are not proponents of memorizing scripts. We're proponents of internalizing them and then personalizing them. That's a huge difference between what we believe in and versus basically everything else. Because if you are forced to uh, memorize and then regurgitate scripts that are uh, essentially not your words, you will lack any kind of sincerity, and people will pick it up intuitively. They'll notice and feel that you're uncomfortable or there's an inconsistency with how you normally are versus how you are when you're basically talking real estate. It will seem weird to you. It'll seem weirder to them, and you will fail. So what we ask you to do is we want you to internalize our scripts. Remember the order of the questions, and then you change the scripts to accommodate your own personality. All of you do it naturally, but those of you who've been, uh, you know, some of you have been beaten so often 
into believing that only scripture be delivered one exact way, uh, you need to accept the fact that the reason that sometimes you guys have tried to use scripts and they haven't worked isn't because of you, it's because of the scripts themselves or, in essence, how you've been uh, coerced to try to deliver the scripts. So, memorization, no. Internalization, yes. Personalization, yes. Next point, Julie. Next point is number five. Most agents learn the hard way how to generate leads instead of buying leads. So here's the mistake. Believing that you must buy your way to success. The solution, learn to create at least five major spokes in your lead generation wheel, which do not require major expenditure. Our recommendations, and there's many of them, but just to get started, working your center of influence, unrepresented sellers, otherwise known as for sale by owners, expired listings, open houses, coming soon strategies, 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE, and the list goes on. All of these are inexpensive or free. That makes for a stronger lead generation wheel versus becoming dependent on paying for all those leads that become diluted and shared by other agents and the quality goes down and then you end up having to spend even more money on more paid lead solutions. So, you know, I always joke with agents that are heavy on the buying leads. Like, what do you think we all did before Zillow and Trulia and Realtor.com existed? <laughs> like, were we all starving to death or did we do this other stuff that, by the way, still works? <laughs> well, Julie, so, Julie, last yeah. night, as we typically do, mm-hmm. last night we mm-hmm. watched one of the, oh, with one glass of wine, we watched, that's <laughs> what we better. limit ourselves to every day, one glass of wine. So we are watching uh, Selling LA or whatever. Our, mm-hmm. It's a million dollar listing LA, right? You guys know a lot of, you know, those, so a lot of those guys are our coaching clients. Uh, anyway, so we're watching this and what I actually was very proud to see is how their go-to plan of action was picking up the phone, which is so different than what most agents do. You know, like Josh Altman, his goal was to sell or is to sell, in essence, $365 million of real estate in 2015. Fantastic motivational goal. If he falls a little short and only sells 340, he's going to be okay, right? And his plan, his go-to plan of action was not to tweet, not to Facebook, was to pick up the phone. And mm-hmm. you guys are going to find consistently, especially in this day and age, especially in you know 2015, 16, 17, 18, as more people, younger people get into the business that are so dependent on anything other than picking up the phone or face-to-face contact. They've grown up, become adults, believing that digital communication uh, is the way that people want to be communicated with. Yes, maybe so if you're letting somebody know uh, what kind of pizza you had for lunch. But when it comes to actually doing a transaction, nothing will ever replace picking up the phone or face-to-face contact. Every single top producing agent, going back to Rob Johnson interview the other day, right? Guy who sells millions and millions and tens of millions of dollars of real estate per year. Guess what he does? He picks up the phone every day. We talked about that on that radio interview. Please be very clear about that. In a day and age where everybody is going to their, you know, their SMSing and their emailing and their tweeting and their whatever else comes next, the power agents, the agents making the money, are the ones that are picking up the phone. Go, you know, what was the old Wayne Gretzky quote? Julie, you know, why, why is Wayne considered the greatest? Because all skaters are, most skaters are skating to where the puck is. He's skating to where the puck is going to be. And believe it or not, guys, the puck is, is and going to be, for probably ever, going to be in that personal face-to-face or over-the-phone contact. Don't fight it. Master it. I think it's actually better that everybody thinks it's supposed to be online because it makes you that much different when you actually are face-to-face. It's almost enhanced because you bothered, right? 
because it's so much better. Okay, so point number six, most agents learn the hard way that they need to regularly communicate with their database made up of past clients and people from their sphere of influence. Regularly. So here's the mistake. Waiting too long to create polish, and work your database. This is the number one regret of top producers. They always say the same thing. Should have started sooner with it. Should have been better at it. Should have been more polished and more consistent. So what's the solution? Systematize with regular calls using the FORD, Ford Memory Jogger. Remember, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. These are the topics that you bring up on these calls. You can use contactually, happygrasshopper.com and bombbomb.com for regular communication. None of these are particularly expensive, and certainly picking up the phone is the most free version. You should be doing a combination of this. But Tim, most agents, really, if we're being honest, their database is kind of a train wreck anyway. So that's the place to start. Does that make sense? Yep. And guys, there's a lot of coaching clients. We have a list of preferred providers on the website. So you can, and basically to become a preferred uh, provider, you have to, a company has to basically be a long time, um, you know, client of our clients. So if we hear repeatedly that, say, for example, mm-hmm. Contactually, which a lot of people uh, like, is doing a great job, well, Contactually goes on the website. You know, but of all the companies that are on our list, the one that people rave about, without a doubt, is MojoSells.com. So if you guys aren't looking into MojoSells.com, you definitely want to do that. They're, I think, number one on our preferred provider list on our website. Definitely, absolutely, positively um, look into that service. The other one that people really like is 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM. 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE.COM is another great service. So in any event, yes, assume, coaching clients, that the companies that we suggest that you use on our list on the website, Real Estate Coaching Essentials, assume that those companies have been fully vetted. Jules? All right. So point number seven, most agents learn the hard way. They wait too long to find out that profit is the product. Some agents never get this. So that's a big, big mistake, right? Waiting to figure out that uh, profit is your product. The mistake, spending it all on buying leads, paying your team, and other things that erode your profitability. The solution is to lead with revenue. Make good decisions based on great coaching and trusting those who who have come before you versus trying to reinvent the wheel. So yeah, Profit is your product. We ask agents this at live events all the time, and they come up with great answers like, my customer service is my product, and you know, uh, taking good care of my people. And all that is true, but at the end of the day, if you have nothing to show for it, what are you doing? You might as well have been unemployed. So most agents learn the hard way. Solution, decide to lead with revenue. Make sure you have reserves before you go hiring an assistant. Do you have reserves before you put together some crazy expensive marketing plan? So there you go. All right. Next is point number eight. Julie, let's 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 give them a book suggestion for that. Guys, there's a great book. Write this down. Uh, Profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. Just write that into – just drop into Google. uh, You'll find the author's name. Profits aren't everything. They're the only thing. Every time we suggest this book on the radio show, we always get comments and emails. Yes, but in Chapter 14, he tells you to right. do this, and I'm and I'm not in alignment with that. That's not – okay, whatever. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. The overall concept of the book is he wrote that – He didn't. it's not for real estate necessarily. It's for business owners in general, which, by the way, all of you are. But it's in perfect alignment with our, the philosophy that we do our best to get you guys to live by, which is in essence, like Joel said – at the end of the day, the way you benchmark yourself and your success as a business person, as a salesperson, as an agent, 
is the profit you're pulling out of your company. After your fiscal year is over, your calendar year is over, however you do your books, if you're noticing that you have no money saved, worse yet, you're in debt and have no money saved, well, then you need to take a serious look at your mindset about profit. It's interesting to me... um, And I understand why, but it is interesting to me that in an industry and an economy and a country so full of abundance that they're not more multi-million dollar agents. And you know what? The secret, Mm -hmm. the real reason why that's that's so true, why so many agents struggle, it's not from lack of opportunity, guys. It's not lack of access to information. That's what we do, coaching, right? It's from their mindset about uh, about whether or not they can be rich, whether they can be millionaires, whether they can be debt-free, whether they can have financial security. So I strongly encourage you guys to read that book and challenge your paradigms about you know what you are worthy of or what you are capable of and again it goes back to free coaching calls free coaching calls for agents.com by the way this is a good time to drop in um, if you guys ever need to get hold of Julie and I directly remember our email addresses Tim at Tim and Julie Harris.com and Julie at Tim and Julie Harris.com that goes directly to us it doesn't get sorted or sifted by any of our admins unless we're traveling um, and then we will respond to you usually right away because guess what we are true believers in what we say urgently follow up and if we get an email from you guys we're going to respond right away Julie what's the next point that's right so point number eight agents learn the hard way that tracking your numbers keeps you on track mentally financially and emotionally the mistake is simply not knowing your numbers winging it and praying to the real estate gods for your next deal to miraculously come together or your next batch of deals to come together and then figuring it out I have agents all the time that say well I don't figure it out because I don't want to jinx it what is that what kind of business maturity is that kind of comment, right? You have to know your numbers. If you worked for anybody else other than yourself, you'd be held accountable to that. So the solution is know where your leads come from, know how much money your personal and business life costs, know how many transactions it takes to meet or exceed your goals, track your leads so you know what's closing in 30, 60, 90, and 120 days out. That is what somebody running a business knows versus someone who's winging it and being a hobbyist. Now, if you are a hobbyist and it doesn't really matter and you're just in real estate, to pay for your next cruise, well, that's different. But if you are funding your lifestyle, your family, you're paying for your kid's education off of this, well, that's a different story. You better know what your numbers are. Each and every coaching call that we do with all of the coaches, the numbers are done first so that we keep you on track. All right, point number nine, agents learn the hard way that working on your mindset instead of your skill set is a mistake. The mistake specifically is believing that there's something wrong with your thinking instead of accepting that you need more action, more skill, and more polish. A big excuse agents use, something's wrong with my mindset. Well, probably something's wrong with your skill set that is making something wrong with your mindset. So the solution... Yeah. But let's add, let's make sure they're clear about that because that sounds con- that sounds confusing, okay? Mm-hmm. A little sure. bit confusing. So here's the thing, guys. You're, if you have a great mindset about real estate and success, but you have no skill set, uh, you're not going to get anywhere. If you have a great skill set, but you have a crappy mindset, in other words, you know everything there is to know, uh, but you're don't apply it. In other words, you don't have confidence or you're not you just there might be something in your mindset that's preventing you from moving forward. You're not going to accomplish anything. So those two things have to be in harmony. And between the two, the skill set actually is generally speaking the easier to learn. The skill set is easier, it takes time, it takes discipline, but becoming really good 
at knowing how to be a great salesperson, which is what the essence of what we all are, uh, that's actually easier for most of us than it is working through some of the mindset we issue, issues we have. Julie's underlying point is don't wait to, to, to master either. Don't wait to master your mindset. Don't wait to master your skill set because you will fail. You will run out of time because you will run out of money. So you have to take action as you learn. As, we're, as we love saying, you earn as you learn. So you work on both. And what magically happens, and I put quotes around magically, what magically happens is as, you're, um, as you basically are in action, as you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, uh, you will get better not only on your skill set, but as you see yourself doing the activities and you see the success that comes from the activities, slow at first, that's normal, then your mindset magically changes. What a lot of agents do is they wait to try to get their mindset right before they're allowed, allowing themselves to actually get to work. You will go broke. Unless you are coming to real estate with a boatload of cash, you have to do both simultaneously. You have to get into action. Don't wait for some magical, mystical, uh, mystical fairy to drop on your shoulder and tell you that and now it's the time to get to work. You have to get to work, and then I promise you, your mindset, as you improve your skill set, as you see yourself in action, all those things will be in alignment. And then what happens is you start building fantastic momentum. Julie, what's the next point? That's right. So point number 10, agents learn the hard way that trying to be successful at this business without a coach costs you money, it costs you stress, and it costs you time. The mistake, trying to reinvent the wheel, going it alone. So what's the solution? Hire a coach like other successful professionals do. Shorten your learning curve. It's less expensive in the long run versus paying for your mistakes as you go. Hire a proven coach with proven results. Tim, I, I know you'll never forget this. Back before there was coaching, when our career was on the ascension and we were learning the hard way, still earning while we learned, okay? But we would screw something up and what did our broker say? How much did that mistake cost you? That was old-fashioned coaching, and it was very costly in comparison to how you can hire a coach today to be your co-pilot, your wingman, have your back, have your numbers, keep you on track. It's actually quite inexpensive as long as you're coachable. So go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com and figure it out. Go ahead, Tim. And Rory's other favorite line when we'd screw something up, you won't do that one again. How much did that one cost you? <laughs> right, exactly. That was it. That was it. We, we lose some big deal or screw something up. Remember, guys, we, when we were basically right out of college, you know, our first year in the business, we sold over 100 homes. Now, had we knew what we were doing at a higher level, it probably would have been like 500 <laughs> <Right>. homes. <laughs> For every one that we actually <laughs> we got didn't to know. sell, we, <laughs> yeah. there were probably five we screwed up. But we learned. So, you know, going back right. to the point we made on the first part of this two-part radio show, guys, a smart man learns from his mistakes. A brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. Please be the brilliant man or woman and learn from the mistakes of others. So, Julia, have one more point, correct? Uh, that was it. Point number 10. All done. Oh, okay, good. So, hey, time-wise, that worked out perfectly. I Actually, almost insanely perfectly. So, guys, mm-hmm. listen, if there's anything we can ever do for you, freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Uh, please accept the fact, don't struggle any longer, that this is, you are in the right place at the right time. Stop looking over, you know, stop thinking that there's something better. You, you know, the fact is something better in terms of what happens in your life will come when you drill down right now, when you focus right now. In our country right now, in the world right now, this industry where we are selling homes, 
interest rates are in perfect alignment. Guys, everything, all the winds are at your back. Huge demand for housing. Demographics are absolutely positively better than I bet you they've ever been in the history of the United States for the sake of housing. Interest rates are still and probably will remain incredibly low. Um, Mortgage uh, access has gotten a lot easier than it has in the past. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, guys, across the board in all price ranges, in all markets, even our hardest hit markets and, you know, our longtime coaching clients in Detroit and some of these other markets that were absolutely positively devastated as a result of the recession or, as I think history will remember it as the Depression, all those things, all those markets are seeing a turnaround. If you're not experiencing a, a personal, uh, absolute incredible market, if you personally are not feeling the winds at your back, if you're personally not feeling a high level of optimism, if you're personally not excited about this industry every single day, now granted I know there's lots of things that happen during the course of the day that takes the wind out of your sails, but if you find yourself struggling right now, despite the fact that everything else is going on that's a positive in the industry, you need to request help. Either email Julie or I directly, Tim at TimandJulieHarris.com, Julie at Tim and Julie, Tim and Julie Harris. Com, or obviously just request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Guys, have a fantastic day. Again, anything we can ever do for you, please reach out. Have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.